0: Welcome to the show, guys. This is the Just Go For It podcast. I am normally your co-host, Rachel, here with my and your host, Pearson, my husband. Heyo. And uh, we're going to be doing some talking about finding your nutrition and training program. Something that you want to choose, something that you might look forward to doing every day. Something that interests you rather than somebody else telling you what to do. So, with that being said, I would also like to say that I have tried many, many different diet plans, many different forms of training, and it can be difficult to know what to do. Thankfully, I do have Pearson who is a phenomenal human, with an exorbitant knowledge of nutrition and exercise. And if I have questions, I get to go to him. But I also take my questions to the internet.
1: And the internet is just as expansive and you know vast in the knowledge of fitness and stuff, even if some of it is contradicting the other parts of it. That is true. It, it happens.
0: It can be really hard to find the truth you're looking for
1: yeah. on the internet. It's a lot like um, this cancel culture we live in right now, where you'll find articles that sound like totally sound science. And then next to that article is a link to an article completely the other way, with also what looks like totally sound science. So it's really difficult to know, like, what can you trust?
0: Yeah, until you try it. Which is why I've tried a hundred different diets. So finding something that works for you. There's so many different ways to go about it. I know we've kind of talked on it before. We have, yeah. But like, are there any ways that you like to try and find a diet plan that you would suggest?
1: I think the... Coming from what I've learned, and at least what I've learned in school, is the easiest way to find a nutrition plan and our diet plan is going to work for you is find foods that you like eating. That's the biggest part Um, and kind of try to branch out from that. As long as you stick to your macros, you know, your your proteins, your carbs, your fats, keep those kind of not necessarily like in check, like you're going crazy with them, but keep those numbers within your goal ranges and then eat foods you like. Because if you don't like to eat it, you're not going to keep eating it.
0: See, and that makes sense. And my favorite way to find those foods that I like to make them healthy is Pinterest.
1: Pinterest is a wonderful thing, but sometimes it's also the bane of my existence. Because there's so many different things out there. It's like, ooh, this looks great. And then you try to make it. And...
0: Hey, when I make stuff, it looks great too.
1: I'm saying me. Oh. When I try to make things. Yeah, okay. It looks like, I don't know, like a unicorn threw up on a plate.
0: That sounds terrible.
1: It looks, It's tasty. It just looks bad.
0: Moving on. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go from that.
1: I, there's nowhere to go. It's, it's just...
0: So one of the things that I like to look for on the Internet is uh, diet plans or meal prep plans which can help you figure out like an entire week's worth of food. There used to be a lot of information on a website called bodybuilding.com, but I feel like they've really limited what they're putting out for free right now, and that kind of sucks. So I try to scour the internet and my husband's brain to uh, come up with things that work for both of us, that are easy to make, healthy, and delicious,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: can be hard sometimes.
1: I think, yeah, too. So what you said about bodybuilding.com, they used to be a great resource for meal plans and training plans. And they still have a lot of stuff on there, but it's not as much as they used to have. Yeah. And that kind of, I don't know, like, when that change happened, but it's definitely affected, I'm sure, a lot of people, who were looking for that free, valuable resource to help them get in shape.
0: Yeah, I remember coming across a lady named Jamie Eason. Oh, yeah. She had a complete 12-week program and diet plan if you were getting ready to do like a fitness show. Mm-hmm. And she was ripped. She looked great. Like I wanted to do that diet so bad. Yeah, I mean, I tried.
1: I, tried. I will say this, though. So her plan is a great plan. If you have a base, right? Like that plan was not for like your average couch potato to just like, I'm going to do my next show in 12 weeks.
0: I would say I was slightly above average couch potato at that
1: point. I think you are well above average. <laughs> <and quiet. laughs> but yeah, so uh, no discredit, but like, and that's the thing with finding the right plan. It's you have to take into account like where you are currently. and understand like if you find a plan, that's a 12 week plan, like her plan, for example, I think we were working out every day and we were eating like six meals a day Oh yeah, to go from you know, regular life of not working out and eating like two meals a day or three meals a day. Maybe that's going to shock your system so hard. You're going to spend the first like three to four weeks just getting used to that amount of calories and that amount of training. So that's sorry to step on your toes there, but that's definitely something to think about when you're picking the right plan is knowing like your current level
0: oh no i totally agree you got to be realistic Mm -hmm. i mean you can't just like say i'm gonna you know eat zero calories today and i'm gonna elliptical for eight hours every day for the next week so that i can lose 10 pounds like you don't want to just crash and burn because it's going to come back just as fast or faster with more calorie friends yeah to create you know all that lovely fat we're trying to get rid of
1: and I think social media has really put um, those crash diets on the forefront.
0: Oh, they sure have. Because shoot, yeah, I just tried doing the keto diet because the chick from Big Bang Theory lost like twenty pounds in like three months, and I'm like, I can do that. She looks fabulous. I can look like that. Yeah, that didn't work out so good. I did keto for like what a week, two weeks. It was
1: a week, and you had it great might have results. Been like three weeks, but it like was... you were, you were not doing well.
0: Yeah, I wasn't enjoying it. No. I, I've kept finding myself craving things that weren't in the diet plan.
1: Yeah. And so, was, so mentioning the keto diet plan, I, I'm i a firm believer that, that there is no one plan for everyone. But I think that there is a plan for anyone. You just have to find the right plan. Oh, but yeah. it's important to know, like, when you're starting a new plan, you have to transition into it. Right. Like this is a, a extreme example. Let's say like you're, you're a heavy meat eater. Like you throw down steaks and burgers every day. And it's just like wonderful. And you think, I'm just going to go vegan tomorrow. Your body is going to freak out. If you just cut all those complex proteins and the complex carbs out uh, and go right to just straight veggies and like lentils and beans and stuff, you have to progressively change. So like, for example, switching to keto you have to like progressively reduce your carbs so your body can slowly adjust to it. Or I think they call it the keto flu or something like that.
0: Yeah, like you, keto sickness. You or... get
1: sick. Like you will physically be ill.
0: <laughs> your body is rejecting your diet. Yeah.
1: So I, mean, no matter what the plan is, allow yourself the time to to make the change, to adjust to it. And then once you've adjusted, give yourself another week or two to see if you actually enjoy what you're doing and stay uh,
0: motivated yeah that's huge like i feel like i started so many diets and then when you don't see those immediate results you don't get that magic pill to give you what you need it kind of it fails it crashes and then i'm not motivated to do it anymore and that it's really tough to keep going with
1: yeah that's why people love the crash diet because on a crash diet your body is in. so the way your body works especially when you're on a crash diet and you cut nutrition you cut your calories out um right away first your body's gonna be like okay well we've got this extra weight to you know we'll work on that for a while still drop a couple pounds pretty quick and then if you adjust your water intake you lose water weight so really quick in the span of a week to two weeks you could drop you know between you know five and ten pounds depending of course on how much you have to lose but at that point beyond that first week to two weeks your body realizes that you're doing something really stupid and it's like, okay, hold on, we're taking over and you switch to starvation mode. And what starvation mode does is it takes every um, nutrient, every calorie you get, and it becomes super, super efficient with it and it stores it like a beaver or a bear or any animal before hibernation and you keep everything that you eat. So essentially you stop losing weight because your body's thinking you're trying to kill it and then, when you change your diet back to regular food consumption, your body is still in starvation mode. So now you've upped your calories from let's just say eight hundred or six hundred for a crazy crash diet to like a regular like fifteen to two thousand calories a day. Your body's now like, oh great, more food, pile it on, pile it on. And then you rock it the other way, and you end up gaining more than what you lost, and then a surplus just because your body's trying to make sure you're going to survive. Yeah. So your body, and especially if relating it to like your brain, your brain has a really, really great intuitive system of survival. And your brain will outthink you to keep you alive. It has one goal, and it's survival. So
0: that kind of reminds me of the time that I did the master cleanse. Oh. Actually, I think I've tried it twice because. Again, it's like you shed a whole bunch of water weight. You Mm -hmm. shed like weight and you're like, yeah, this is working. So now I can stop because the master cleanse essentially is you're drinking a fancy lemonade that you make with cayenne, pepper, and mm, let's see, maple syrup and fresh lemon. And basically that's all you get all day is fancy, spicy lemonade. And so you think, yeah. I'm not eating junk i'm gonna lose a bunch of weight i'm mm-hmm. gonna get skinny but then after like a week you're like oh my gosh i am starving yeah. i need to start eating again i've lost a few pounds and i feel pretty good and then once you start eating again it all comes right back yep i mean i'm sure it's good to do a cleanse every once in a while but that's probably like a really unhealthy way
1: yeah and there are there's healthy ways to do a cleanse if you do like a liver detox or something detoxes and a lot of the times what you're doing really is you're upping your water intake and drinking or not sorry upping your water intake and consuming more micronutrients which are like buffers for your kidneys and your livers so they kind of just help clean things out. Yep. Also you should definitely stop drinking if you're gonna do a cleanse because if you keep drinking when I say drink I mean like alcohol consumption you're totally undoing everything you're doing by the cleanse so. Yeah, just, sure. just to get that out there.
0: <laughs> so all this also reminds me of like, you know, you got to find a diet that works for you, something that you like. Yes. You also got to find a training plan that works for you and that you like, because if you start a new diet and that's going really well, but maybe you're eating less calories than before. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to go to the gym hard. And I am going to like, I'm going to outlift every calorie I've eaten or outrun out elliptical or stair stepper or whatever it is that you choose to do if you burn far too many calories and you're not eating enough calories that's going to tank you as well because you're running out of energy and you are just like exhausting yourself
1: mm-hmm. and then again your body goes into starvation mode so i'm actually glad you you uh got us back on the rails there with that comment <laughs> and what we were talking about originally so Everyone has seen it. Let's just say, for example, because we're in January. So first year, gym memberships spike up and everyone's in the gym. And like every treadmill and elliptical and pedal speed bike, they're all taken. So maybe
0: not this year because you got to wear a mask.
1: This Okay. So this year, every (laughs) other one is taken because you have to wear a mask and you're spaced out. Good call. Good catch. Um, So if you reduce your calories, your body is trying to become more efficient. And then if you do a bunch of exercise, so the damage to your muscles is still there. You're still breaking down muscle tissue and muscle fibers, and you have to repair those. But if your body is in, you know, starvation mode and it's being super efficient with those calories, it doesn't really care. It's not a high priority to repair your muscles as it is to make sure your body can simply function as like a living, breathing organism. So it's going to save as many calories as it can to make sure your nervous system can function, your heart can function, your lungs, liver, kidneys, your adrenal glands, all these important things that are basic for like survival in a vegetative state. So those are your priority. It keeps those in track first, and then it starts repairing your muscles. So if you cut calories, and then you work out hard thinking you're gonna get in shape, you're gonna be sore for longer, not lose weight, and feel like junk for weeks. So it's like
0: a double whammy. That's a
1: double whammy. So you're not losing weight. So you're taking an emotional hit there of like, ah, oh, what I'm doing isn't working. I have to do it worse or do it harder. But then you're sore because you worked out and you're not consuming enough calories to repair your muscles. So now you're like physically hurt and emotionally hurt. And then that's about week three. And then everyone quits and gyms go back to normal. Yeah. So just like our Rachel said, finding the plan that works for you. And what I had mentioned earlier about nutrition is you have to break into it slowly. If you haven't been exercising for the last decade or the last six months, even with COVID, that's enough time to lose a lot of your muscular endurance and your muscular strength. You have to break into it slowly. I mean, here's a good example. Anyone listening to this? Give me five pushups right now. Okay, five. One, two, three, four, five. That's I not too I don't think bad.
0: I've ever been able to do Five. Can I do them the girly way on You can my do knees? them the girly way. Yeah, okay. the girly way. Yeah, okay.
1: totally acceptable. Okay, that's kind of your benchmark. Now, if someone who is like, oh, I'm going to go really, really hard, do 25 push-ups. Nope. Here's the thing. First, if you can do 25 push-ups consecutively, give yourself a pat on the back. That's an achievement. It's a good number. Now, give it two days and see how your chest and arms feel. You will be sore if you're not used to doing this. So progressively, there's nothing wrong with doing five push-ups today and five push-ups tomorrow or five push-ups today. And then in two days, do five more push-ups. You have to progressively break your body into fitness.
0: It took me so long when I started running when I was like 20, 21. It took me forever to even get to one mile straight. Like I had never run an entire mile without stopping. Until I was like 22 years old. It took me a while to work up there.
1: It does. It's a process.
0: Yeah. But I found that I love working out outside. It keeps me motivated. The fresh air is awesome.
1: It's super nice. It is. Yeah.
0: And so it's like, you just got to figure out what works for you. that was about the time that I started losing a whole bunch of weight and feeling good about myself. I learned, you know, starting with running while well, starting with walking. And mm-hmm. then running short intervals turns into a little bit more running. And then, of course, where we live, it gets freaking cold. So I ended up having to go to a gym. And then I started realizing, oh, I can lift weights and not turn into like a she-beast. So- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue.
0: Are you laughing because everyone is afraid they're going to get huge when they start lifting weights?
1: I am. I'm laughing because it's a gross misconception of weight training and bodybuilding. It's true. I want to make this very clear. There is no possible way on planet Earth in reality that you will accidentally get huge.
0: You will not be She-Hulk.
1: No, it is physiologically impossible to accidentally turn into, you know, a bodybuilder the okay
0: yeah i lift weights a lot now <laughs> and i feel like puny
1: it's what lifting weights the
0: day you start lifting weights is the day you're forever small oh god <laughs>
1: i haven't seen that meme in forever no but so lifting weights does a few functional things for you as it strengthens your skeletal muscle system which is what you use to function on a daily basis And it increases your metabolism.
0: And it burns fat.
1: Which in turn burns fat, yes. But if you want to, if your goal is to pack on a lot of muscle, you have to challenge your current muscles to grow, which means moving heavier weights, progressively heavier and heavier and heavier, so that your muscles are forced to become larger and larger to create a greater pull force. On top of that, you have to consume Like 30% more calories than what you need to sustain your average body weight and then more protein. This is such a convoluted system of muscle growth and it boggles my mind how people are just like, I don't want to get too big. You won't. You can't.
0: Remember when we were really heavy into it and you had those um, gainer shakes? Oh, goodness. That were more calories than I tried to eat in one day.
1: Yeah. And I would have one of that in one sitting and then I would have like a pound of turkey.
0: You'd have like five meals every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Rachel is referencing um, when I was actually going through what they call a bulk cycle. When I was big into bodybuilding, um, I had a gainer shake, which is basically a super calorically dense protein shake. Now, when I say super calorically dense, this is 24, 22 ounces of liquid that consisted of 1,200 calories or more or more. Yeah. So if you if you break that down, that is an absurd amount of calories in 24 ounces of liquid.
0: Yeah, I think I always used to joke like, oh, I guess I could have one of your shakes today. Yeah, drink it throughout the day.
1: Yeah, I would have that shake and then have a meal. And then I would have like four other meals about that size.
0: I'm not gonna say I was entirely frustrated with the fact that uh, you could eat that much. That's where I'm going to leave it. I'm just going to say that I'm not saying it. Yeah. I might be thinking it.
1: You're thinking it. So I just (laughs) want to add on. And this is relative to your point you're saying. So I had those gainer shakes. And I was consuming. I don't know. Did we ever keep track of it? But it must have been like 3,000 or 3,500 calories a day. Which looking back at what I was doing. Still it wasn't even enough. Because I didn't gain weight very quickly. And then what I did gain was lean muscle mass. Which whole other topic, lean muscle mass versus bulky muscle mass. It's we'll have to do an episode on on that. Oh, for sure. Because, yeah, they're very different things. If you so lean muscle mass is like your endurance runner, your marathon runner. They're very thin. They're very strong. They have very, very strong, powerful legs versus like your bodybuilder who dude weighs like 285 and he's got legs like trees. His legs are strong. But it's a different strong and it's a different muscle composition. Totally different topic. We could do several episodes on that alone. But anyways, finding the right plan that works for you, a nutritional plan, is something that you can stick to in a sense that you enjoy it and that your lifestyle isn't going to be too altered by it. Like the life we were living at that time, it worked for me to go through a bulk cycle and then it worked for us to go through kind of like a low carb cut cycle everything we were doing wasn't too dramatically affecting our lives.
0: No. And I find right now too, with getting up after you've gone to work and the kids are still asleep and that's my me time to work out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of exciting for me to be like, you know, I'm going to lift heavy things that I didn't think, you know, I would be able to do or want to do at some point, but it's like kind of that, it's kind of my me time, mm-hmm. but I use it as, like, I'm going to get stronger and I'm going to, you know, do more and I'm going to push myself harder. And that's what I want. Yeah. You know, that's my plan because I just want to get stronger.
1: I think that's something I mentioned um, on a previous episode is finding that intrinsic motivational process.
0: And when you don't have the intrinsic, you just so- search up fitness motivation on Pinterest. Oh, it's there. And you're going to be like, dang, yep. I want that.
1: Yeah. There is a plethora. So that social media is super, super good at showing you the highlights. Oh, for sure. Which for a good chunk of the day is actually not, it's damaging to your psyche to see everyone's highlight reel because you compare yourself to that. On the flip side, if you're looking for the highlight reel to get yourself motivated to work out, that's kind of all social media is. It's everyone's, like, favorite moment that they share.
0: That's also why I keep a picture of myself from when we were, like, really into weights and Mm -hmm. running. And I was at, like, my peak physique, I guess you could say. Yeah. I keep a picture of that in my diet and fitness journal to remind me that I want to get better than that this time. Like, we're into our 30s now. Heck yeah. And it's, like, we're going to get there. I actually
1: don't have that.
0: What are you talking about? I'm sure we have one of your business cards around.
1: Well, hold on. To clarify, (laughs) my goals now are different than they were then. I'm trying. So I'm training for a triathlon and triathletes aren't typically bulky or like shredded. They're lean and they, they are in very good shape, but they're typically not. You don't see triathletes running around looking like bodybuilders. It's just it's a it's a whole different discipline. And you actually need body fat because your body uses the preferred energy method when you're doing long events. So, I mean, I'm sure I could look up some like professional triathletes and like, okay, that's kind of like the benchmark. But what I'm doing now is something that I've never done before as far as a training structure. And the results I'm seeking are definitely more along the lines of that endurance, you know, stamina, that uh, endurance athlete.
0: And I like that you mentioned that you changed your goals to fit what you want in life because goals change. Life changes. It does. It is always changing. And so if you never change your goals or revamp them, then you probably won't get where you want to get or you won't. Maybe you just don't know what you want. Yeah. So it's okay to try different things to figure out what you really do want.
1: Well, and even a part of if you do find a plan, a training plan, any nutrition plan that works for you, um, eventually you will plateau. Yes. And you'll have to adjust that plan, and that doesn't mean finding a whole new plan. That just means making a small change to that plan. Typically, that's where a trainer comes in, who can look at the plan you have, look at your life, look at your goals, and like, hey, let's let's do this. So it's.
0: Em Pearson is really good at that. Just shh, don't tell him I told you.
1: Okay, let's not rush the gates quite yet. <laughs> I am planning on getting uh, certified through NASM um, and kind of... I'm, okay,
0: but you've read all their <laughs> books and you did nutrition and sports stuff in college.
1: I did that. I did I did Exercise, exercise science. science, yeah. And uh, nutrition. Words weren't coming. Yeah. It happens. And I've read a lot of books. Brain cloud. And I've got like a, more than a decade of like <laughs> anecdotal, anecdotal evidence and research.
0: Yeah. I like that you still have your books because I've read them twice now. The nutrition one, especially.
1: Did you read the green one?
0: I don't know what the color cover was. I just read the inside.
1: I'll get the green one for you. You'll you'll, you'll like it. It's got breakdowns of caloric values and and weights for plants.
0: I might need that one. You'll like
1: it. It'll be fun. So, Rachel, you kind of took point on this episode. Is there anything else that you would like to add to this episode?
0: I'm not really sure because I think I have a brain cloud at the moment. Oh, no. I know.
1: Um, I just like listening to you talk. Man, really?
0: Yeah. I think what I would like to close with is if you guys do have questions, you should get a hold of Pearson. He is so willing to help out, and he has such a big heart for people, and I think it's really amazing the advice that he gives um, because he really just wants – you to find what fits for you he's not going to give you something generic and right now i'd say it's a good time to contact him because he isn't charging yet he hasn't gotten a certification so it's always good to hop on that train before you know and get that free advice and i know that he'd be willing to answer any questions
1: well on that note too and the emphasis on the not charging yet so i'm not charging for for anything i'm providing yet I will say, though, if suddenly a bunch of people want help, at some point, there will have to be a turning point of like, okay, I can't help, you know, 20 people for free.
0: Right. Because, I mean, in your transformation program, you do have where they can pay for like a specific nutrition plan. I'm not saying like ask him like every question under the sun and have him, you know, set you up with a nutrition plan. But if you have questions like where to start, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's always, like, I know it can be kind of scary sometimes, especially when you go to the gym. Like, the first time I went to a gym as an adult, and I was like, I have no idea what I am doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to kind of watch people and see what they're doing, and then maybe I'll do it too. Yeah. Like, it's it can be intimidating.
1: It is super intimidating, and I think that's part of why I created the plan the way I created it, is... I started it off to set up someone who wasn't familiar with training and wasn't familiar with exercise to, to break into that in a slow, progressive manner. And with that being said, it's, it's important to know that your body is super, super good at adjusting and becoming efficient. It just needs time. What it also needs from you is to move. true so put one foot in for the other and keep doing it over and over and over again and it's gonna get easier you'll get stronger you'll get fitter and before you know it you'll be where you want to be yep however you have to start and i think that's why i started the plan off really simple so that everyone can start
0: you can start you gotta stay committed be dedicated and and it's gonna happen
1: and just like rachel said i am more than willing to answer questions or to have little bits of advice. I'm that's something that I think will always be for free. If you've got a quick question and you're like, Hey, what do you think about this? I'm always willing to help. Like that's kind of why I'm doing this. This is my passion is to help people. So just want to get that out there.
0: So, yeah, if you have questions, you know, hit them up on Instagram at just go for, just go for it. Podcast all one word,
1: all one word. And that's and,
0: it. Yeah. I mean, you can join his Facebook page. For the transformation. Uh, you can find me on social media too at darlingSoCo. That's S E W as in like sewing. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye.